Welcome, everyone, to the land of Faerun, a land which has seen its fair share of adventure and magic, as well as chaos and evil. Despite a long history of war, liches, political upheaval, and immensely powerful magic, we find ourselves in a time of relative peace. There's not been a continent-filled conflict for quite some time, which has led the agents of order and good to be on edge, while leading agents of greed and chaos to reach for power and opportunity. This is the state of the world as it stands, and to where each one of you find your characters immersed in. We begin our adventure going to the southern part of Faerun, a few days travel from the Sword Coast in a small town called Greenest. Greenest has done surprisingly well these past 50 years, despite having been founded by a pompous adventurer who thought herself royalty. The result of this success came from being the only town on the Uldulm Trail connecting the eastern cities by the Sunset Mountains to the west coast. As a result, caravans are frequent and easily stock up the town's supplies with all manner of gear, currency, and even a little bit of magic. As we come to this evening on... About the end of summer, we zoom into a tavern in Greenest called the Winged Dragon, where each one of you have found yourself surprisingly coming toward this tavern for some reason or another. But Mickey, specifically your character, you end up in the tavern, the Winged Dragon, eating your evening meal. It is a bustling night here, and the crowd makes you a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit on edge. As you find yourself sitting in a corner, nursing your beverage and poking at your meal, would you mind describing what your character looks like, or what an onlooker might see if they look in your particular direction? Before you sits a young half-orc woman. She has very light green skin with two small tusks protruding from her bottom lip. Her right ear has two piercings with golden loops, as does her right eyebrow. From her left ear hangs a thin silver chain with what could be a, a claw or maybe a tooth hanging from it. She's wearing a short green tunic and mauve pants. Over her shirt, she's wearing a worn leather cuirass. Around her neck is a long, dark cloak, but the shoulders of the cloak are obscured by a mantle of thick white and gray fur. She also has shoulder-length brown hair that is pulled up in a bun with a blood-red ribbon. On the back of her head, she has a shaved undercut. And all the way down her right arm is a sleeve of black, intricate tribal tattoos, but only on her right arm. Just for the players here and for myself, uh, what, what is your character's name so I can start referring to her then as such? Her name is Malamara, M-A-L-A-M-A-R-A. If you ask her, she refers to herself as Mal. And so Mal, this evening, you've been traveling with this caravan uh, who have just been hauling goods, just kind of general goods, and maybe even a few uh, expensive trinkets from one end of the Sword Coast on the West Coast back east. This is your journey back to the West Coast. Um, and so you've been with this caravan for a couple weeks, almost even a month. Um, and, now, and this is your first full rotation with this particular caravan. And uh, as such, there are not a lot of allies that you maybe feel that you've gained. And everybody is either um, part of a guild or less monstrous, if you will. So they're more humanoid, either a halfling or human or some sort of a race like that. So they give you a wide berth, which is one reason why you find yourself alone in the corner on this bustling evening night. 
Now, as you peek at your food and sip your drink, you just hear just the buzz of conversation. I mean, in this actual tavern, there's there's some sort of bard or some sort of lesser uh, lesser bard or maybe bard apprentice playing on a uh, little makeshift stage and kind of roaming, uh, just playing some basic uh, tavern ditties and trying to get some tavern song going. And amongst this conversation, uh, you just are surveying the room, not really paying attention to one any one conversation in particular but you pass over one individual who sits very hunched over and hushed with another individual sitting next to him. This doesn't catch your attention, but as we go over to this table, Jacob, you and your character and uh, their companion are sitting hunched over these drinks, just kind of looking around the room. If someone were to take a closer look at you, what might an onlooker see when they look in your direction or really try and study you? Well, to take a closer look at my character would be hard. He purposely tries to avoid eye contact. But if you were able to manage to take a peek, he is an elf. Very short, actually. A short elf. Shorter than most elves would be. He's about five foot two. And very, very skinny. Very non-intimidating figure at all. Who definitely seems almost, whenever somebody walks by, almost seems skittish about it. His garments are almost rags, not to the point of being like, oh, you're homeless, like you're, 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 you're destitute kind of thing, but it's very much non-kept, clothes are torn, things are messed up, and very dull colors, very like black and gray and brown, just all over. No, there's no real sense of like, oh, this guy actually cares about his appearance. It's just very tattered. All except for the most obvious thing that you'll see on him, which is around his neck, underneath some of the cloaks that he has, is this very bright scarf. Like, abnormally bright. It has floral designs and looks really just intricate in its in its patterns. And it, it has yellows and reds and oranges going on in it. And it's just, it's just almost like you wouldn't take a second look at this guy except for to be astounded that somehow in this whole ensemble, his scarf is just... It, it, it looks like the scarf belongs to somebody else. Probably like the bard who's trying to play some. It just look it's very off-putting almost. That's usually what gets people to give him a second look, just because it's off. Very pale. It's a very pale elf as well. And again, it's hard to see, but almost just very like this guy doesn't get out in the sun a lot. Not to the point of like, oh, he's like, you know, there's something wrong with his skin, but just like he doesn't get out in the sun a lot. He has red hair, kind of a darker red, almost auburn kind of hair. And he has a goatee that looks like it's struggling. (laughs) It's like he has a goatee, but it looks like that kid in high school that tried to grow facial hair and tried to be cool. (laughs) And it's not really working. Like it's it's there, but it's like a a strong wind might take that away from you. Yes, definitely. And that... (laughs) That's the figure that would a person passing by would see if they cared to even look at this guy. And what is your character's name? His name is Lance Thalen. Lance Thalen. Lance Thalen. So that's the the whole first name. That's the whole first name. Yeah, Lance Lance Thalen. Thalen. Mm -hmm. He sometimes, if someone actually gets to know him a little bit, just to not let their tongue trip up, he'll just say, "Call me Lance." So, Lance Thalen, as you are hovering over your drink, counting the minutes, counting the hours till you can go back to your room, your bodyguard that you have asked to join this particular leg of the journey sitting next to you, very casual, very pretty much bored, and this bodyguard got a little bit of a 
darker skin, which definitely has come from his hours and hours in the sun, wearing pretty standard adventuring gear with no discernible tattoos. You've made sure of that in particular. He turns to you and goes, Lance Thalen, when can we... uh, 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 Why why don't you just loosen up for once in your life? Uh, sure, sure, I'll do that. And he doesn't. (laughs) (sighs) See, this is what I'm talking about, Lance Thalen. Here we are in the middle of all this revelry, and all you can do is you you can just look in your your ale and just I don't I don't know where you go, but it's clearly not here. We're we're all this we're we're we're, we're all having a good time here. I'm having a fine time. I just like I said before, prefer to be up in my room usually. But um, you insisted that I join in the revelry, so I'm here reveling. Yay. Ah. Uh. Well, I guess it's an improvement from last last time. Where and and at this point, another uh, one of the barmaids she comes over and she just slides a drink forward to Kawab, and she kind of t- gives a small curtsy to him, and he goes, <laughs> "On second thought, Lance Thalen, maybe you, uh, maybe tonight wouldn't be a bad idea if you go up to your room a little bit early if you catch my drift." Oh, you're interested in that woman. Well, I wasn't going to be so blunt about it, but yeah. Didn't you see how she was eyeing me? Up and down, all around. Could I tell if she was eyeing him, really? Go ahead and roll a perception check. That is 13. 13. There definitely seemed to be an attempt to, like, uh, eye him. But with your perception, you realize she was merely leaning in to uh, his own ego to maybe solicit some sort of reaction, either with tips or maybe with more business or things like that. And so although there was the appearance, the false appearance of attraction and desire, you realize it's a front to try and get more tips out of him. So (laughs) she's way into you, man, for sure. (laughs) Well can't say I blame up as he just kind of just leans back while making sure his biceps and his uh, triceps and all the seps are visible to everyone in the room and uh all the all the seps <laughs> but this conversation is is interrupted very suddenly when all of you both uh, Mal and Lance Thalen and Kawab you all you, you hear this loud come from the back room the back room being uh the cooking area and you hear some curses and you <laughs> you hear um just somebody yell Fleeple! oh yes i'm i'm terribly <sighs> sorry about that sir it won't happen again and again you can't see anything go beyond drinks for a bit yes just get out okay okay all right and I scutter my way out into the front. <laughs> and uh, so, Fleeple, as everybody has their eyes on you, what do they see um, as you scurry into the front room here? Their eyes, looking at sort of a normal humanoid height, would be very disappointed. But if you look down a little bit, just shy of three feet, you see this little lizard man, uh, this tiny kobold. His scales are uh, a very light red, kind of orangish almost in hue. And draped all across his back is a kind of ragged old sheep's fleece uh, that he wears almost as if it were a kigurumi or something. And the head is kind of down over his own head, but as he peeks up, uh, you can see the eyes beneath a very bright and lively green, uh, sort of yellowish, almost like the early spring buds of leaves coming out. And the skin around the eyes is a little loose with age. Uh, You can see that this kobold has lived far, far, far beyond the average expected lifespan of a kobold, uh, which I believe is confirmed to be 11 days, is it? 
somewhere around that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this very aged-looking kobold, a little skittish, but looks up around at everybody and gives a little wave with kind of an uncomfortable smile and climbs up onto the bar to grab a tray of drinks and very carefully tiptoes his way back down off the stool onto the ground and goes to disperse the drinks to the crowd. And Fleeple, there's a lot of returning caravans that, as you've been here for an extended period of time, have gotten used to the appearance of a kobold. But Mal and Lance Thalen, for both of you, it's a little odd to see a uh, creature, a kobold, be working in a tavern such as this. Kobolds don't socialize with quote-unquote civilized folk, but uh, here before you is one who's carrying a tray almost as big as him, it seems like. Uh, Maybe not as big as him, but quite with an oversized tray in his arms, trying to divvy out uh, drinks to uh, some of the regulars, take a few orders from some of them. So yes, that's that's what you see as Fleeple saunters into the room, tr- trying to remove himself from the cook's area where he was just kicked out. So at this time, Mal, one of the ladies, she comes up to you and goes, uh, excuse me, miss. Um, I noticed you were all alone and I uh, didn't know if uh, anybody was, uh, I guess, attending to you. Do you, do you wish anything else or uh, can I get you an extra drink? I have another whatever was in this. Oh, the bull's blood? Yeah. I'll hand her back. I'll kind of like throw oh, the, yes. the, I was trying to think of a better word than cup. Throw the cup back at her. The flagon. <laughs> the flagon was the first word that came to mind. I was like, no, I'm not going to use the flagon. The flagon at her. <laughs> uh, right away. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll be back. Um, do you have anybody else uh, joining you for the evening that I could get their drinks ready? or? Just kind of crack her knuckles. No. <clears throat> Uh, okay, uh, well, I will uh, be back shortly. Uh, and uh, with that, she just kind of walks off a little bit uh, skittish, a little bit uh, unnerved by uh, the brief interaction. And Fleeple, as you're handing out drinks, that same tavern girl, she uh, taps you on the shoulder, spins you around, and just gives you the flag and says, uh, A thing of bull's blood for the for the creepy one in the corner over there. And I peer over and go, you know, ah, creepy indeed. Uh, yes, yeah, certainly, certainly, bull's blood. And I uh, straighten up the tray and start waddling my way over. All right. So, Mal, you see this uh, the, this weird kobold making his way over with your with your order, with your drink. Y- yet again, another person <laughs> to uh, break even a minor promise of coming back themselves and uh, to deal with you, so to speak. So, But Fleep will approach. Uh, good evening, madam. Here is your drink for you. And I lean way up with my arm to put it on top of the table and kind of slide it towards her. Tell me short stuff. What are you? Ah, well, I am uh, a kobold, of course. Not many of us are seen in these parts. Uh, Not really from here, from a swamp, not too far off. But uh, people here are relatively kind for the most part, welcoming in a, a monster such as myself. A monster? I've hunted monsters. And you, sir, don't look like a monster to me. And uh, my little kobold ears kind of perk up a little bit with a smile. And I say, oh, that's, that is mighty kind of you to say. Uh, what, what, what are you thinking of the soup? I had better up west a couple days ago. It's not bad. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. And uh, my heart kind of drops a little bit since I was the one who was on soup duty today. Uh, well, what, what be bringing you out this direction then? Not a, a table that's <clears throat> nearby. So if I'm at the bar, a table that's nearby. Caravan came in through. Just a job. 
Mm-hmm. And Fleetful, as you look over, the caravan is indeed uh, one of the more shiftier caravans to come through. Uh, they currently counting all the money that they have in, from their uh, recent haul, and uh, some of the shadier people are standing around and uh, just kind of twirling their knives. And so, a little, a little seedy, one that you would stay away from, but definitely this strong woman seems to be handling quite well so ah yes the uh, mercenarial life i suppose it pays better than being a scullery boy i bet it does buddy take a long swig out of the flagon and i'm definitely just kind of standing there not responding mal's just gonna like just sending out all like all kinds of no vibes and just like looking at the soup just go away man (laughs) Just the awkward, so not able to recognize that social social cue. cue. Yeah, Yeah, to to be like, oh, this conversation's over. Eventually, I hear a request for another drink to be delivered, and I give a little nod and say, "Uh, Bahamut's blessings upon you, and start to waddle my way off to deliver another drink. Salute him off. Go back to our soup. Yeah, uh, at this moment, Lance Thalen. your bodyguard, uh, Kawab, was the one that called over uh, the little kobold Fleeple here to get an extra drink. As uh, Fleeple makes his way on over, uh, he goes, So, little one, um, what, what's the what's the most impressive drink you have here? Uh, the most impressive, you say? Well, uh, I don't know that impressive is necessarily the word for the drinks at this establishment, but, uh... Oh, oh, impressive. Yes, okay. And I glance back at the kitchen and realize that I maybe have said too much, but I go, uh, we've got some gnomish cider that came in recently. We save that for special occasions. I'll have one for me and my friend here. Yes, certainly, certainly. We'll uh, roll out the barrel, as it were. No, thank you. No, thank no, you. No, ignore him. I don't. That's well. I'm, I'm paying for this. How, how much, wait, how much, how much is it? Oh, well, the cider is a little bit of a special request. I'll have to go back and ask the boss man, of course, but I'm sure it'll be worth any copper pieces that he might want to be spending. We should know the price before we flash any kind of money around here. Oh, little reptile, this is what I've been dealing with for weeks now. Just, oh, we need to be protection. We need to be safe. We need to, we need to really lay low. No. Two of those drinks, regardless of the price, bring them here right now. I'm paying you to lay low. <laughs> and you're going to be paying for these drinks as well. That's so not... Bring them here, little one. Uh, and as he tells me to bring him here, I'm just kind of staring at Lance Thalen's neck. But then as he kind of slaps the table, I come to and say, Oh yes, certainly, certainly. And my eyes are just kind of trailing the scarf as I scurry away back towards the bar. If I notice that, I get very self-conscious that somebody's directly looking at me, and I'm just very... Yeah, what's your passive perception? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, since Fleeple wasn't necessarily trying to be stealthy about it, it was kind of a more of a, oh, this is what I'm looking at. Yeah, you definitely noticed him looking at it. Didn't seem like a hungry look. Didn't seem like a malicious look. Just more like a, oh, okay. Maybe it was he was judging your fashion, but... Listen, Coab... Coab, correct? Coab. Right. Um, I I would sincerely appreciate it if we could just lay low, not draw attention. I might look to other places if you continue to do such a thing. Look, Lance, I've been laying low. I've been doing everything you've been asking for a good 
month now. I think I deserve at least just one night. Just one night where I don't have to be that way. I, if you would like to so inebriate yourself with that, I am perfectly amicable, but I would like to go to my room then. And he just kind of leans over at you, a little inebriated at this point, if it wasn't already apparent. Oh, it's Um, very apparent. (laughs) (laughs) And he just kind of stares at you, and he grabs you by the shoulder, dangerously close to that scarf, and just stares at you. One drink. Then you can do what you want. All right, one drink it shall be. All right. And he just slams the table and goes, one drink. Okay, that's not. All right. (laughs) And at that exact moment, two mugs are slammed down on the table uh, right between the two of them as they're very close together. Here they are then. Uh, The boss man says that will be one silver piece for each of these mugs. That seems excessive. Pay the man. Pay him. I didn't write down any money that I have. I don't know how much money I have. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have at least um, a little gold, so two silver should be sufficient, so. I will, like, as discreetly as possible, try and hand two silver to to the kobold. You mean you're not trying to show, like, pull out this massive money purse in front of everybody? Just very, like, here you go, fast, and I'm just trying to get him to take it as fast as possible to put it away. <laughs> And I reach out my claw to accept the coins. And as I see the hand come in towards me, I'm just shocked by how pale and clammy it is. I didn't say clammy, okay? <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> Wait a second. I, I, I have impeccably dry hands. <laughs> just a disgusting hand. Just yeah. a dripping mess. <laughs> no. Just diseased and just... That is not canon. <laughs> <laughs> And I take the two silver pieces, and I say, Well, it seems as if we're in a bit of a celebratory mood this evening. No, no, uh, no. We are. We are indeed. Well, if you're not already, you certainly can be with some of that cider. It's potent Mm. stuff. Mm. And uh, the table nearby, one uh, Goliath, he kind of turns, overhears you, Fleepo, and he goes, What would you say? You guys have some potent stuff here? Uh, well, yes, that's what the boss man told me to say. Oh, well, I'll take some of that as well. And another dwarf said, Aye, if there are any potent things, I'll be the judge of that here. And the Goliath goes, What, you don't trust me, Brom? And he goes, I don't trust you to judge an ale or a drink. I'd rather trust me own mother than you. And he goes, Well, it hurts my feelings, Brom. And uh, just like this awkward, like, back and forth between this massive Goliath and this little dwarf go back and forth, where the dwarf is obviously winning this conversation conversation or at least uh, in charge of the conversation so to speak so and i listen to the awkwardness going back and forth for a moment and as it lulls a bit i say well you can rest assured these be the most potent of potables i'll be back with uh two mugs shall it be and uh, at the table a couple others go uh, kind of pipe up and say i'll have i'll have one too and uh, there seem to be uh four or five people who are now requesting this more more potent more uh, intoxicating uh, beverage that you've been that you've brought up so all right i go waddling back to the stock room to gather some more mugs i will drink <laughs> the cider meaning i literally just like pantomime drinking <laughs> but i'm not actually drinking it 
Do you do a cronk thing where it just... Yeah. No. No, I just, like, always put it to my lips, but I never, like, actually swig. Gotcha. Well, at this point, uh, Kawab sharing some of his, yeah, this drink, you know, he's, he's kind of reaching over to this other table with this Goliath and with this dwarf and uh, a rapport starts to starts to be established here. And um, the Goliath comes over and just sits at your table with you and the dwarf comes over as well. And now there's there seems to be some sort of a, a camaraderie going on with this drinking. So um, and we'll say that the night goes on a little bit. Um, I will, if at all possible. I will try and get away as soon as possible from this. Okay. Um, are you going to stealth away or? If that's what it takes for this stupid bodyguard not to bother me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time you like try and like stand up and whatever, Kawab just kind of grabs your shoulder and puts you down. Like uh, somebody who's really determined to keep you there, really determined to kind of have you be part of this, just the revelry and stuff. So if I could, then I will try, I will try and get away as any way possible. Okay. So we'll say like this goes on for about 30 minutes before you realize, okay, I really have to take some, like, dire action here, right? So go ahead and uh, roll a stealth check here. I got my black dice for roguey things. (laughs) And with my cool magic item, I get advantage. Good thing. (laughs) That's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That is 19. 19, okay. I'll have him roll with disadvantage, and I'll have him roll because he is making sure he keeps an eye on you type of a thing, and he doesn't want you to go away, but he will have disadvantage. No joke. Two nat 20s. I hate you. Oh, you so much. Yikes. You can take a picture, but... What a, what a great way to start DMing. The dice gods do not want you to escape from this situation. And as you, like, are standing up and, like, using, like, really, like, trying to pull yourself away, um, the Goliath is like, Hey, where you going? I thought we was getting to know each other. I need to pee. And then, uh, Brom, the dwarf, goes, Aye, you don't, not yet, not until we've had a drinking contest, I say. What do you say to all of that? I say I need to pee. <laughs> and Kawab says, Now you're sit- now you're talking a drinking contest. And they're just yelling it to everybody. Everybody in the whole tavern can hear it now. And there are about a good 30 to 40 people in the tavern now. Um, and everyone's, yeah, drinks. And just pounding and chanting, drinks, 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 drinks. And Kawab, he's thrown his sh- he's thrown his arm around you and says, "I bet you, I bet you that my guy over here could drink anybody under the table, and I'll bet ten gold, ten gold." Where did you get that? <laughs> that and you're, you're you're gonna cover it. Ten gold, and he could drink anybody under the table, and everyone's like, "Ooh." Very fortuitously, I have just arrived with another round of ciders at this point, and uh, I bring them up to the table, and I say, uh, Bossman says those will be two silver apiece for each mug. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Put them right here on the table. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Little lizard man. And you see my arms straining as I try to lift the whole tray up onto the table. We'll, we'll, we want all 
all four of the drinks that you offer here. We, we want the special. We want the the bull the bull one. We want the other. Just all all sorts that you've got here. We want them all, and we're gonna we're gonna have ourselves a little drinking contest for anybody who wants to join. I'll see if we can't open up a tab for ya. And I head my way back into the stockroom. <laughs> and Brom, he comes over and goes, Hi, you very generous here, you, you pale one. I will just, I'm going to lean over to Kebab, whatever the fetch's name is. <laughs> <laughs> Kebab? <laughs> I'm mad at him. I don't care what his name is anymore. Coab. Coab. Kawab. Kawab. Whatever. You know, who puts a W in their name? Shut up. <laughs> I'll just lean over to him and I'll be like, You will cease from this activity or I will find another to do your job. Well, you can find somebody after you drink these guys under the table. Come on, we got a lot of money riding on it. All right, who wants to jump in here? We've got, we've got Brom. We've got the big scary guy. Mal will come up and throw ten gold on the table. I'm in. Oh, bless day. <laughs> Ooh, all right. We got the we got the the uh, orc orky girl right here. We got her. So so who else? And the, so Brom gets out ten gold. The the Goliath gets out ten gold. You see the Goliath as he he grabs just a handful of gold. He throws it all on the table, and it's like. 50 or like 60 gold pieces and Brom he kind of nudges him in the side and goes no you bring it bring it down and he goes oh, oh right right Brom and it, it he like see him like counting one by one the 10 gold pieces so I will subtly if I can make my way over to be standing next to to the half orc woman okay sounds good it's simple enough. If you're not trying to leave the table, Kawab is more interested about getting the getting the drinks out, like laid out in front of you, uh, trying to impress that uh, one bartender lady. And uh, Fleeple, as you come back with uh, a variety of the drinks, the tavern owner, Bevan, uh, is very into this. He goes, well, we're having a drinking contest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Get, get, line up. Get them up. Get, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get them all out there. But make sure you keep track of what's drunk. Yes, exactly. Three silver per mug of cider. Yes, three per cider, but then the other three, regular price, all right? And so, Fleeple, you know that you have the drinks. One of them is the Bull's Blood, you have the Frosty Heart, and then you have one called Carnage. Each one increasing in potency, so to speak, of alcohol. So you bring enough out for these four individuals, um, and plus a little bit more, and it seems like there's just going to be Lance Thalens, Mal... Brom and then the Goliath. Kawab, he seems to be more officiating here. So we're going to be doing a drinking contest. How this game works is you are going to try and earn a total of 15 points where each drink is a certain number of points. Now, as you take a drink, you're going to roll constitution saving throws to see if you fail, if you're able to keep it, or what sort of penalties or advantages you get uh, for your next drink or to help and assist in the other portion of this drinking. So with that in mind, so like if you drink the more potent ones, those are each worth four points. So you could probably drink less of those drinks to gain those 15 points, but the constitution saving throw is much higher as opposed to the other drinks so everybody clear on the work on the rules here or let's do it <sighs> i know lance is not wanting to know the rules here 
So Mal, Brom, the Goliath, and a begrudging Lance all gather into their spots right next to each other. And Kawab kind of comes up to you, uh, Lance, and goes, Lance, if you, if, you, if, you, if you could do this, there's a lot of money on this table. I mean, there's a lot of money. I don't want money. I want to not be seen. <laughs> well, after this, nobody's going to see us because they'll be too drunk. And he kind of just touches your nose and goes, so just think on that. You're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, everyone, uh, round one, what drink would you like to to get? There's the fake sight. There's the cider, which is supposedly the most potent. You got the bull's blood, the frosty heart, and then carnage. Just by looking at, you said supposedly. So like... By looking at them, could I act? Well, no, I can't. I'd have to drink them. Never mind. Never mind. I'm gonna take just the the most potent. Okay, so the the fake cider one. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. According to you, and according to the deception of Fleeple, the cider is the most potent one, with Carnage being the one just under that. But it's the least one, you know. So. Wait, do I know that? <laughs> no, Fleeple yeah. deceived everybody with that. Fleeple being deceived himself deceived this entire bar of people. <laughs> well, even without knowing that, I was still going to go for Carnage, just because of the name. So Carnage is going to be four points. Actually, you know what? I'm going to... I'm sorry, I'm cheating my mind. I'm grabbing whichever one the half-orc next to me is grabbing. Okay, sounds good. So you're going to follow Mal. Brom, he's going to grab the uh, the frosty heart, and he looks at everyone and goes, hey, you got to build up to it. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta really build that. And the Goliath goes, uh, he grabs the weakest one, the bull's blood, and he goes, oh, I just like the taste. It tastes like honey. And so everybody just at the same time takes it and, <laughs> and just downs the drink. I need each of you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Now I'm going to cronk it. <laughs> I'm going to pretend to drink it and try and as subtly as possible throw it to the side. Swear it's a natural 20, which makes it 25. 25 for your constitution saving throw. So wait, we all need a drink at the same time? That's just, yeah, everyone's drinking at the same time. I mean, you can choose to wait until everybody is done drinking if you want. No, because that wouldn't work. I thought it was going to be in turns. All right, suck. Yeah, I'll just cronk it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand then. Okay. Uh, that's uh, 18. Okay. 18. Let me roll a perception here. Okay. So as everybody like winds up to get their drink, Lance, you uh, you like kind of hold yourself over the table with your drink and you're like, oh man. And as you do, you pour the drink under the table. <laughs> and then when everybody goes up, you just dramatically go... <sighs> And you just chug it like everybody else. Seemingly successful. Nobody seems to have noticed that you threw the drink under the table, so. Oh, it's so strong. Oh, it's so strong. The very red, liquidy, like, very strong, very, very strong drink just burns your throat, Mal, as it goes down. But as you, as it burns your throat, you just pound your chest a couple times and just... <laughs> And it is invigorating. And you have a drive to keep going now. And uh, as a result, you're not fully inebriated. You're like, oh, you got that buzz, which is like giving you a little bit of an edge here. So any sort of like a charisma based stuff, if you want to do any persuasion, intimidation, deception, that's going to be a plus one now. 
actually speaking of that, can I just do like a, a like a primal roar of like trying to intimidate maybe everybody else to stop drinking? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Go ahead and roll me an intimidation check then. You said a plus one to my intimidation. So you're trying to get us to stop drinking? Like how could you compete like, oh, with? Oh, it's like, too ah! much. She's gonna beat yeah. us all. Yeah, like I might as well not pass out. Uh, that would be a nine. <laughs> Nine. So as you're like, <clears throat> a little bit of a burp. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh, ha, 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 and they just start laughing a little bit. Not like, you're a loser, but just like, uh, oh, what a good time. This is such a great time. And everyone's just like, yeah, like cheering you on. Brom, the dwarf, he chugs down the the frosty heart, uh, and as he pulls it away, you see these like this blue liquid get that's just streaming from his beard, and he's like, mm. "Ooh, hi, that one. Ooh, I didn't time that one right." <laughs> and so he seems to have uh, failed his drink. The Goliath just almost daintily sipping and goes, "I like that honey. That's really good. Really good." So, as it stands right now, Mal and Lance have four points total. The dwarf, Brom, has three, and the Goliath has two. All right, the drinks are instantly uh, replenished. Which would each of you like to attempt to drink? And this time we can go person by person if you'd like. But we've been deceived that the cider is the, the most potent. Yeah. Yes. So now after having carnage, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <clears throat> go for the cider. Okay, so you grab the cider. Yeah, I'll go for the cider. <laughs> and go for the cider as well. Yeah, right? I'm gonna okay, hit him on the shoulder good. like, yeah. Ow. <laughs> oh, just, yeah, that's violent. <laughs> that's Your right. shoulder's broken. <laughs> Snaps <Yeah>. in it. Because <laughs> you have such clammy bones that it's just instantly. I you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and so. Brom, he's kind of, he's going to go right back to that same frosty drink. He's like, he's got to vindicate himself. And the Goliath is like, mm, all right. And he grabs the carnage and he goes first and he just downs it. <laughs> and uh, he's going to roll his constitution saving throw. Okay. So as he grabs carnage, just, he gets almost all the, all the way done when he's like, and he has to stop and he goes, oh, oh that really burns. And he finishes the drink, and he seems to have uh, had a hard time with it, but is able to chug it down, so to speak. He has four points added to his total there. So, Brom, he kind of looks at you and goes, I will. Well, bottoms up. And he clinks with uh, the Goliath, and he's going to try and chug it down again. And this guy is not having a good name towards dwarves. And drinking, he just... Oh, I, oh, I, it's my liver. And uh, he he finishes the drink, but definitely everyone's like, oh. And some people are like exchanging coin and like uh, people are like betting on it some more. And like there's definitely some like people changing their bets or like uh, altering their bets as well um, after that uh, illuminating exchange. So I'm sure that Bevan has me helping out with the bookkeeping. Yeah, you got the little hat on, like the, the green hat, where <laughs> you're just running around and like gr- grabbing like tickets. So that leaves uh, Lance and Mal here. So it's just you two left to drink. Okay, first before I do this, I didn't write down how much gold I have. Could we just like assume I have like 15 gold? Yeah, sure. I had assumed you had a lot more, uh, specifically with your background, Jacob. So 
Well, I didn't know. That's why I like left it blank because I didn't know what would be allowed. You you definitely have more than fifteen. I will say. We'll wash it out after this. I'll look at um, the half orc and I'll just say, "Ladies first. And as I say that, I will say in orcish, "Make everybody look at you for this one, and I'll give you five gold." All right. So Mal, you're like, yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's like, ladies first. Rajdi digi and like. Ah, down it. Are you are you attempting to draw the crowd to you? Lance does not know this, but I do not speak orc. <gasps> oh, I'm racist. <laughs> I assume. This was the. Is that is that in your background? <laughs> That's literally what it says when you're a half orc. <laughs> Story. Uh. Well, with the assumption going awry and Lance being like, well, she didn't do what I said at all. <laughs> Mal, go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw here. 15. 15. This one, you drink it and it's like, you haven't had this one and it's just water, basically. You're like, ha! <gasps> what the? And like you slam it down and everyone's like, ha! And as you slam it down, you're like tasting it and like genuinely confused. So, uh, yeah, but everybody seems to get a big reaction out of that. So you have another four points added to your score there. Okay, Lance, it's to you. That's five gold I'm keeping. (laughs) Okay, just settle this in my mind, Thomas. If I lose, I pay for it all? You, You pay for, it's unclear what you're paying for because kawab just said yeah this guy definitely the 10 gold that he bet on you and there were some drinks that were had before the the game had begun it's a little unclear who's paying for what drinks here at the table exactly are they on the house or was this as part of the game and now everybody's looking at me because we're doing it in turns yeah everyone's like oh go 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 Go, go. <laughs> and it's funny because I grabbed the least potent one. <laughs> but I think I'm like dead. I'm like, great. In your mind, it's like, oh, this one's going to wipe me. Okay, I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> and you just, in one jerky motion, you're just... And you just throw it back and you just... And as you do it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is ter... This is... Oh, that's actually pretty good. Like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Uh, Is that nutmeg? And uh, you pull your drink away and everyone is like staring at you just quiet. Like, is he gonna... Is he gonna... Oh my gosh, it's so... Oh, ow. And Kawab just goes, this guy! This guy! And just... People are like shoving your shoulders and like shaking you and just like. <gasps> and Kawab is just like, just a couple more like that. You got this. You got this. You get four more points added to your score here. So. Wait, so the cider gives me four points? Yeah, because everybody perceives that it is the most potent drink here. And so that's the most impressive. And so these points are like how impressed people are of you for drinking and like how well can you hold it down type of a thing. And you know? Oh, nobody, nobody do this one. It's too strong. Oh, no. After Mal had just 
downed it. <laughs> oh, she's barely holding. I'm barely. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, third round. Drinks are replenished. This dwarf, he is very like has to regain his honor, has to. So he's going all in. He grabs the, the cider and he goes, for me, for my clan, and for me, mom. And he just downs the drink. And as he downs it, just everyone's like, yeah, go, 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 go. And he just, I'm going to roll to see. <laughs> Even though the cider has such a low DC, with all of the negatives from each of his fails, and with just how much liquid he has in his stomach, he just... And he just finishes drinking, and everyone looks at him, and he goes... And his eyes are a little cross-eyed, but he's, like, doing that thing where he, like... His lip curls, where he's holding it in. Holding it in. Holding it in. And then he just starts shoving people out of the way, and he runs out the front door and just spews everywhere out the front door. He has failed this drinking contest oh no we should stop that was sad we should stop (laughs) and everybody and like money is just flying from people's hands silver copper and even some like significant amount of gold one of you sees a platinum getting tossed around and you know like (laughs) fleeple you're just like collecting this money and like and bevan's like fleeple i need you over here now (laughs) and you're just like keeping tabs and like and people are coming up to you going like five on the half orc five on the half you know like people are like trying to retract and take away their bids and it is just utter chaos and uh i've like i've taken my sheep's fleece that i wear and made it into a makeshift pouch that i'm just like storing all of the coins in gotcha yeah like written like written notes and stuff like that signatures and like people are like here's a what here's one of my rings here's one of my rings you know like things like that yeah so you would just have your hands full and bevan is just as full on the other side. The, people have run into the tavern since this has begun, and there's a good 60 to 80 people here. Like, there it is just packed with this drinking game here. So, Braum, he's the one that uh, vomited, so. I shouldn't, should I? Oh, I'm so weak, cider, I guess. Do it, do it. Kawab says, my man can handle anything. I need you to shut up. <laughs> Let's give it up. Let's give it up. Mal will take a hold of the the cider flagging in front of her and she'll like look around everybody and just like anybody who drinks this poor excuse for dishwater should be disqualified and she'll just like slam it and like try and splash it all over the place revealing the cider is nothing so right i like look at both lance and the goliath if you want a real drinking contest drink the carnage and she'll grab the carnage and down that immediately so before you roll a constitution saving throw, roll a persuasion check here. One to see like, are, are they being, is she like trying to throw us? Is she trying to, yeah. Do I still have, I don't have that plus one, do I? No, you still have that plus one because it was so impressive that first time around. 13. 13, okay, I'll do a couple rolls here. Do I roll? You know that it's dishwater, basically. Yeah. So it's mainly for everybody else to see how the audience is going to react. Oh, what? They're trying to pull the wool over us? So the Goliath goes, Oh, this stuff, this stuff is potent. That little lizard guy, he told us. He told us this was the most potent here. And uh, everybody else was like, 
what? What? Like, it's, it's not. And then the Goliath's like, no, no, no. This is, this is the potent stuff here. While this is happening, Mal, go and roll me a constitution saving throw. 19. 19. Mal, as you are furious with that dishwater junk, you get four points for drinking the carnage. So that brings you up to 12 out of 15. However, as you're just furious, you're like, <laughs> you're not really focused on the drink. And so, and it actually surprises you. You've already had it, but for some reason this time around, you're just like, <laughs> and some of it spills out of your mouth. You know how like when you, uh, you have that involuntary reflex to kind of like spew it while you're drinking and like a little spray comes out as well. And people were like, oh, that guy at who says five on the half orc, he comes up and goes, can I take that back? Can I take that five back? I need that back. And so that is one failure for you, Mal. So that's gonna give you a negative two to all saving throws. But the Goliath goes, this stuff here, no, this is the potent stuff here. The audience isn't entirely convinced though. So they uh, they yell out to uh, the bartender, Bevan, hey, Bevan, is that true? And Bevan takes a moment and goes, oh, hold on, let me back up, back up, back up. And he kind of like takes one of the drinks and sniffs it, drinks it. Oh, who, who, who brought out the cider with this flayball? Flayball, did you bring out the cider? And say, I apologize, everyone. And he's going to try and do a deception check since he's the one that told Fleeple to pull it out here. So it's only going to be an 11. But most of the group, unfortunately, over the months and, and the weeks that Fleeple's been here, it's pretty common to know that Fleeple's kind of a screw up in the, in the kitchen, at least, and some things. And so people are like, ah, oh, Fleeple. And some people are kind of like looking over at the, the you with the sheep's head over your face and just kind of like, not like maliciously, but kind of like shove you a little bit. Like, come on, man. Like definitely picking on you. So and I turn to the camera, that's Fleeple, and then like the space riff plays. Next week on Fleeple's Adventures. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I would give good money for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's Fleeple. Okay, so Lance, you're the only one that hasn't drunk this round. Is it not worth four points anymore? Definitely not worth four points. Suck it. And everyone's looking at you, Lance, and your hand's like hovering over the cider, and everyone kind of like points their eyes back at you waiting, and you're like, oh, and your hand like gravitates somewhere else, and it's just a matter of which one do you choose. I will take break. I'm just going to glare at that half-orc. You idiot. We could have set ourselves up here. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I will take the... Everyone is staring. I'll take the carnage. Your hand shakily reaches towards the carnage as you pick it up. This very thick red liquid, you kind of smell it. And as you smell it, it burns your nostrils and just like, oh. You see a little flake of something bob to the surface of the drink as it just starts floating around. Not sure what that is, but all eyes are on you. Ah! <laughs> take it. So in a fit of uh, rage, maybe? You down the drink very spastically. Go and roll me a constitution saving throw. 21. <laughs> Stop it. Get out of here. Lance, this is the actual first real alcoholic drink you've had of the night. And you're like, oh no. 
It's probably the yell you gave out before downing it, but as you just drink it, it burns and it burns and it burns, but you go and you go and you drink and you drink until that last drop is gone. And you just, some people slam their mugs down like as a victory, but you just like throw the mug across the table with both hands like, Surprisingly though, you don't feel yourself nauseous. You don't, you feel yourself in control of your senses. You too have a plus one to all charisma based checks now. And everyone's like, yeah! Oh, the, the cider was so much worse. <laughs> However, those four points that each of you had earned the last round have been negated from the what? cider. Because you drunk the cider, everyone realized what a- Way to go, half work, way to go. <laughs> an unfortunate side effect of telling the truth here, so. Hey, yes, if you're not weak enough, by the way, I want to lose this game real bad. <laughs> okay, so. Wait, so what am I at now? What are we at? So both you and uh, Mal are at eight points. The Goliath is at six points. Great. This next round, what drink do you choose? And we'll we'll kind of speed it up a little bit here just so that we can have some sort of resolution to this drinking game. The Goliath is gonna go, oh, because he just took the cider and goes, oh, yeah, the carnage, yeah. Only the true drinkers drink the car. I'm gonna go. And he just downs the carnage. As, as he's downing it, I'm gonna quickly grab that, the blue frothy, whatever one it was, the next one down below carnage. Yes, the frosty heart, for sure. Yeah, I went down that just at the same time as he does. Okay, go and roll me a constitution saving throw. Minus two, right? Minus two. Non-natural 20. Natural 17 oh. plus three. This one is cold as you drink it and as you down it. Where the carnage is burning hot, this frosty one is just bone chilling, just cold. It's a nice change of pace between the sweet cider and the other carnage you were able to down. And so you feel yourself normalize a little bit and you feel that you have held your drink pretty well. The Goliath, however, slams it down and he's frothing at the mouth and he also held his drinks well. So all eyes turn to Lance again. <laughs> Gotta make snappier decisions here, Elf. As I'm just looking at that half-orc, I'll reach down and grab the card. Yes! And I will just stare at that half-orc and drink it again. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> That's a six. Okay. As you're just staring at the half-orc, doing so... You're not focused on your drink at all and it burns your mouth and it burns your throat, but you just keep glaring at her and glaring at her until you're done. And then when you're done, you just let out a <laughs> It does not seem like you held your drink as well as previously, but you have one failure. Everyone's at one failure. So you have negative two to saving throws right now, Lance as well. But Lance is in the lead with 12 points. Mal has 11 points and the Goliath has 10. So Carnage four, Frosty Heart three, Blood two? Yeah, Blood Bull is two. So last drink here. I know I have to win, so I'm gonna go for the Carnage being invigorated by Lance. I'm gonna hold it up and glory and like let the cheer Lance, do you want to go with her? No, I'm going to, as she's doing that, grab a carnage and try my sleight of hand again. Okay. Because everyone's watching her. Go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand check then. No advantage because everyone's watching her? <laughs> no, 
ever since the cider incident, people are more on the lookout here, so. Oh, suck. That's 13. Minus two to you, Mickey. An 18. 18, you said? Yeah. Oh, so close to 20. Jacob, the audience is so focused on Mal. <laughs> but. Oh, no. As you, like, pour it, Kawab goes, Oh, Lance! Lance! Lance, you can't, you can't, sorry, my friend spilled his drink over here. We gotta get him another one. I hate you so much. I hate that guy so much. Mal, you drunk carnage here, but as you uh, drink it, it's, oh, man, it's too hot. It burns too much, and your throat is just on fire, and as a result, you feel your stomach starting to churn and really, like, oh, Oh no, oh no here. You are able to keep it together on the outside. However, you also have disadvantage on saving throws. And her second failure means in addition to her negative two to saving throws, she has a disadvantage on saving throws and she has a poisoned condition as well. So she's in the lead right now. The Goliath, he's like, oh. And so he takes Carnage and he tries to down it as well. We'll see what he gets here. I'll do my sleight of hand again. This time with disadvantage. Oh, come on! Everyone's watching the dude! But Kawab was like, oh, he spilled his drink. I want to make sure he doesn't spill it Kawab again. Kawab can suck a duck, because Kawab's an idiot. <laughs> okay, this Goliath, just as a side note, had a failure, but also got the four points added on as well. What did you roll? I rolled a, a 12. Okay, but I will roll a perception with disadvantage. We rolled a 20 and an 11. So, with your 12... Kawab is looking at the Goliath, looking at Mal, and then all of a sudden slaps you on the shoulder. All right, Lance. All right. Before anybody looks, you just down it as quick as you can. (laughs) No saving throw required. Ah. Ooh. And everyone's like, for a total of 16 points here. You have 16. Mal has 15. The Goliath only has 14. Thought the dwarf was gonna go in and he ducked out like almost immediately. So, Fleeple, as you are handing out a lot of these bets, people being like, ah, that was a fast one, Fleeple, but it's all good fun. All good fun here. <laughs> yes, all good. All good fun. And Bevan comes over and says, yeah, don't you do that again. And he whispers down to you and he goes, hey, thanks for taking the heat on that one. I owe you. Oh, oh, I'll keep that in mind. And I write that down on my clipboard with the rest of the bets. Big bold letters. Bevan owes me one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Mal, you lose 10 gold. Lance, you gain 30 gold. (laughs) One from Brom, 10 from Brom, 10 from the Goliath, 10 from Mal. And Bevan actually comes up to both you, Mal, and to Lance and goes, Oh, what a lot of good fun here. Hey, and he kind of pulls both of you in, both shoulders, pulls you in. Look, you guys got me a lot of money tonight. So, uh, hey, how about you take some, a little bit of this? And Mal, he gives you your 10 gold back from his own earnings. And for you, and he goes, and for you, how about a little bit of this as well? And he gives you 15 gold. For winning and putting on such a good show. You know he needs money? Not him. <laughs> so 40 plus 15. So it's 30 plus 15, technically. 30 plus 15. Cool, 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 cool. Fleeple. Yeah, as uh, Lance is counting up his winnings, I tap him on the leg and I say, uh, that will be one gold piece, three silver pieces, and nine copper pieces for the drinks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. And as uh, you are counting the gold, the pieces out to Fleeple, I need everybody to roll me a perception check. Ooh, honey. It's a 17 for Fleeple. Okay. 13. Six. I'm real drunk. Okay. Because somebody actually drank the drinks. <laughs> oh, I drank it. That you know. <laughs> <laughs> so 17 for Fleeple, 13 for Lance, 6 for Mal. Definitely Fleeple, because it's a distance away, a ways away, um, as you are uh, receiving these pieces, your ears perk up. And the reason why your ears perk up is because you hear familiar sounds outside the tavern in the streets. The noises that you hear in particular remind you of your past. They remind you of your history, and they remind you of your clan. It's more of like the day-to-day goings about of your clan, but in particular, whenever you joined people for a raiding party or a hunting party, these were some of the sounds that you heard. And they sit there, a mixture of like growls, roars, speaking in draconic, just chaos crew, laughter, giggling, so to speak. But they're instantly, you recognize what it is, it's happening outside, and you notice it, and it's heading your direction incredibly fast but nobody else in the tavern seems to notice it uh once again i pull the hood of my fleece down a little further and uh, bevan we might want to close down shop for the night it sounds as if there's unsavory goings on outside he goes fleeple what are you talking about what do you mean why would we close down shop it's one of our best nights in a long long door just gets burst open from the street and six kobolds just burst into the room each with spears some with crossbows and they just scatter into there people don't even realize what's happening one because a lot of them are inebriated two there's so many people congregated it's hard to see these small creatures running at their feet jabbing their ankles and like they just start screaming out in pain and horror unsure of what exactly is going on right after those six kobolds just disperse two dragon looking creatures come bounding in about medium length medium height definitely not six feet in length i would say maybe five five and a half but definitely scaly creatures with almost as if they were like wolf-like with snouts and tongues that flicker out and they just roar both of them roar as loud as they possibly can which finally grabs everybody's attention at this point i'll have everybody roll initiative you said i'm poisoned you are poisoned. Disadvantage on attack and ability checks. Yes, so initiative is an ability check, so. 20 to 25. 15 to 20. <laughs> okay, 10 to 15. 12. 13. Okay, Lance has 12. Fleeple has 13. Mal, what do you have? Five. Five. All of you, you find yourself in a room with about 50 people once the revelry has died down from the drinking contest. Most of these people are being attacked by tiny kobolds with spears and like daggers. While you're assessing your situation and people are being attacked, it doesn't look like anybody is getting uh, mortally injured. More like fear is being driven into the hearts of these uh, townsfolk here. 
Fleeple, you are the first to take action here. What do you do? Noticing these other kobolds and just like kind of filled with a mixture of shame and rage from the knowledge of what I've done uh, in the name of greed, I sort of leap up onto the bar and begin to sort of swirl my hands through the air. And within the fleece, little sparks of arcane energy begin to light up and course through the fleece almost like electricity until it reaches my hands. And I am going to cast Produce flame and toss the flame at the closest kobold to myself. Okay. Go ahead and roll. I believe that's ranged spell attack, I would imagine. That's going to be a 19 to hit. That's a hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Awesome. And due to my subclass, I get to add my wisdom modifier to produce flame specifically for damage. So that's going to be six fire damage. Six fire damage. Okay. So as uh, the closest one is uh, running, is actually starting to climb the clothes of a man who is in the tavern, and he's like trying to push it off. He just, he's just like, <laughs> and you just throw that flame at him. It hits the cobalt straight in the back, and initially the impact is like, oof, it's it's effective and it hits him, but he shakes it off. But then as the flame is about to dissipate, it with almost divine strength just reignites and sears into the back of the cobalt himself to where the cobalt just shrieks and just slides down the uh, leg of the patron dead nice so with that as part of my ritual of sacrifice uh with my subclass i'd like to activate my immolation feature Okay. <laughs> this, this is going to be the last thing. This is not a bonus action. This is how my subclass works. So when I reduce a creature to zero hit points, I can use a free action to immolate that creature as a sacrificial offering to Bahamut. And when I do that, me and my allies within 60 feet of me gain the effects of the Bless spell for one minute, which is you can add a d4 to your attack rolls and ability checks. I've read through his subclass and it's pretty sick. I just love the description. I'd like to immolation. <laughs> it just sounds so grotesque. So yeah, as this other kobold slumps down to the ground, I grasp the holy symbol of Bahamut, which I have woven into the fleece, and I say a little prayer. Bahamut yothras finkrax, lower chikik mars fevrak. And he just goes up in flames. Nice. The patron, not understanding what happened, he just doesn't even acknowledge what just happened. Just He knows that this kobold fell off his leg and he just bolts it to the back door. Fleeple, is there anything else that you do on your turn? Uh, I leap back down behind the bar after having done that and just kind of catch my breath a little bit. Okay, sounds good. Great, that's your turn. Bevan is just screaming orders to everybody. Everybody stay calm! Get in the kitchen! Get in the kitchen! Lance, it is actually your turn now. Yeah, I would like to hide. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and roll a stealth. Can you use it as a bonus action yet? Uh, Yes, I can. It is my bonus action to hide. And I get advantage because of my boots. All right, that's 17. 17, all right. You feel pretty successfully hidden. I'll like duck under a table or something in a corner booth, and I will stay there. Okay, so f- foregoing attacks, foregoing uh, movement, correct? Yep, I just want to hide. I don't want to do anything but hide. You got it, okay. All right, real quick before the rules lawyers get us, 
Uh, bless is attack rolls and saving throws, not ability checks. Okay, not ability checks. Gotcha. Sorry, was there anything else you wanted to do, Lance? No, I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. The two drakes are going to go next, and they are going to pounce on um, the closest individuals. Not Fleeple and not anybody else in the party here, but they're going to pounce on two patrons here. It's interesting, these uh, patrons that they jump on, it's interesting, they jump for the ones that seem to be the least armored or least, um, that seems to be the most well-dressed, so to speak. And as they jump towards them, they're, they're not attacking necessarily, they just are pinning them to the ground and like snarling in their faces and like yelling at them, like almost almost trying to have a presence there more than anything. So um, you, they have two patrons both pinned to the ground underneath them, which the patrons are definitely starting to feel, I guess, pinned and trapped because these drakes are definitely not like creatures. So with that in mind, Mal, it is now your turn. Seeing that her spear is across the bar, leaning against the bar, I'm gonna grab the nearest kobold, just like around its snout, and I'm going to uh, cast poison spray, and they make a con save. Gotcha. So what's the save that they have to make? 11. 11 for kobold. So that's a seven. So that's a failure, if I believe. So they will take, oh, that was a really good roll. They will take uh, 12 poison damage. Whoa! Roll the 12 on a d12. Okay. Um, as you just grab the snout of this kobold and uh, it turns around and your fingers are just like facing towards it, the poison just right into the snout of the kobold doesn't even realize what's happening and just inhales all of it and just and as you're just gripping its snout, uh, it just kind of starts shaking and shuddering. And as it does, it just kind of falls limp in your hands to where the life has left him. I'll drop him and I will uh, make my way across the tavern and grab my spear in both hands. Like assess the scene now that I'm fighting. Gotcha. Okay, it's the kobold's turn, and as they are looking around, uh, the they're seeing the ambush drakes, but they see they just saw one of their team members get uh, immolated, while the other just inhaled death. Apparently, they're looking around. Like a few of them start to go and like grab people, especially to the ones they start to go to where the drakes are pinning people down. But then the other of one of them, they start yelling in draconic, and uh, who here knows draconic? Your boy does. Okay, Fleeple does. And that's it, okay? So it would make sense, Fleeple, you hear in Draconic, Hey, hey, this place is crazy. We didn't think they'd fight back. Uh, retreat, get out of here. Everybody move. The kobolds that were heading towards the drakes look back, and the two other kobolds have already booked it out of there. Well, the rest of them. So all the kobolds scatter back out the entrance, uh, fearing both you, Fleeple, and the uh, half-orc warrior there. And the drakes are kind of looking back a little confused, like kind of turning their heads like... (laughs) Fleeple, it is your turn. As they begin retreating towards the doorway, I'm going to chuck an ice knife at them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So how many are clustered in that area around the doorway? I'd say there's probably a good three of them right now because there were two that like left in a hurry and then the other ones like left behind. So there's three clustered right there. All right. I'll aim for the central most with the ice knife. That's going to be a 19 to hit. Okay. Rolling real well tonight. 
go Fleeple. So that is going to be five piercing damage to that individual. And now I need him and all creatures uh, within five feet to make a dexterity saving throw DC 13. Okay, okay. Dexterity saving throw. Dex save. So two succeed, one fail. The one that you hit is the one that succeeded. And then the guy on his right succeeded, the guy on his left failed. All right, so that is going to be seven additional cold damage uh, to those who failed. And I believe, yep, there's no damage on a successful save. So just that one guy takes the seven cold damage. Okay, so you throw the knife at the one kobold, and as you do, it gets him in the back, and he goes, drops his spear, and he falls. But as he's falling, the knife kind of beep, 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 and just explodes, very Batman style with his uh, batarangs there. But uh, And uh, the cold, one of them just lifts up his shield, and the cold just goes right on it, while the other one, he was staring right at the knife when it exploded. And so as he does, his face, once the cold mist is dissipated you see his face is just encased in ice and he just falls slowly backwards and and just collapses you took two gobolds out right there anything else fleeple uh that will do it for me okay lance it's your turn so the only people left in the room are the two big drakes and the kobolds who are were running out the door yeah, so the one who has the shield is basically out the door. He's still in the doorway, but the two drakes are pinning patrons currently, and they are still in the tavern. I hide. Okay. You've already rolled a hidden a hide check so, or a stealth check, so you should be fine. If you want to move, then you'd have to do another stealth check, but if you're just fine where you're at, you can stay there. The drakes are kind of looking around, and they see the kobolds being just destroyed, and so they go... <laughs> They're going to just turn around and yell at the patrons' faces like... And they just pounce out and they leave the tavern. And so they are out of there. Mal, it's your turn. There's still that one kobold in the doorway, though. Did Fleeple stay on top of the bar this time or did you jump back down? I'm still on top. I'll just hold my spear and I'll look at him and I'll... What is this? What was that? TFR. What? I'm sorry, what? I just say Tiafar, the spawn of Tiamat. Yes, of course. What? <laughs> and that's where we'll end tonight's session, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining our episode tonight and for our uh, first episode of this series here. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed uh, getting to know these characters, getting a little bit of lightheartedness um, and a quickly turned into a somewhat serious situation. First time I've ever experienced an NPC getting immolated, so hopefully it was your first time as well. It won't be the last time, that's for sure. As always, I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure. We have... Mal. Lance. And Fleeple. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time.